Welcome to the Home Group Heads Up, where we help equip you as leaders and home groups for what's coming up this weekend in the services. With your hosts, Pastor Jay and Matthew and Perry. How's it going, guys? Doing well, Jay. Good to be here. Yeah. Matthew, I like we're, we're in video form today. We're all on Zoom. So if our quality is a little off, that's we're all socially distanced in this December month. Matthew, how are you doing today? Doing well. Rocking the Calvary shirt with Jay, and I believe Perry is also wearing his. We're all matching today. We're all matching. We're twinning today. Or, we're, what is it? Triples? Triplets? Uh, triplets. Yeah. That's it. That's the word. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking tripping. for. Tripping. Oh, tripping. Tripping. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, uh, if you're a home group leader, there's a couple of things I want to make clear coming up this weekend. We have Communion Sunday, so you want to be prepared on your campus for communion. So reach out to Matthew, Perry, or Jay to get supplies if you need them. Um, We would love to help you get you ready for a great Communion Sunday. Also, we have Heart of Advent coming up this weekend. Thomas is going to lay out what we're doing as a church in this season of Heart of Advent. And I can't wait for us to partner with you in uh, just reaching our neighborhood and our world in a special season where we spend less and we give more and we worship fully It's the Heart of Advent. So look forward to that. Any other updates, guys, you want to give to our home group leaders? All right. Sounds good. No. <laughs> They're all spacing out, texting behind the scenes. <laughs> hey, uh, home groups, we are starting our Advent series, and this week we find ourselves in Isaiah 9. Uh, Perry, give us a little rundown of what we should expect out of Isaiah 9. Yeah, so the, the, the basic thing that we're doing during this series is focusing on hope. A Thrill of Hope is the title of our Advent series, and... Um, one of the things that is really crucial as just a starting point for us to recognize is as Christians, um, we have a different understanding of what hope means than maybe you would hear in just everyday language. And Pastor Tom is going to build on that in the sermon by talking about the difference between a wish that uh, people might talk about. Oh, I, I hope I, uh, I hope I win the lottery. And it's kind of a wish that you have no reasonable expectation that it's actually going to happen or not. But Christian hope is just the opposite of that, that we hope for something that's certain. So for the difference, you might think of it between um, the difference between wishing and waiting for um, the kind of typical everyday street conversation. We might use the word hope in this in the kind of a situation of talking about wishing, but For the Christian, when we talk about hope, it's about waiting. We're waiting for something that we know is certain. It's guaranteed. We just don't know exactly when to expect it. But we have every reason to believe that it is just as. Thanks, Perry, for that. And Matthew, what would you add to Perry's comments about Isaiah 9 and what you heard in the message this week? Yeah, uh, anything that's happened in our lives. So hope and Pastor Tom's. Did I lose you? Yeah, you, you did. You're you're cutting out on your phone. Sorry, guys, for the home group heads up technical difficulties here. But can you hear me now? Yes, we can, Matthew. Uh, so, okay, Matthew, what do you expect from Isaiah nine and hope? Yeah, so picking up on that that thrill of hope 
Tom opens up the sermon with quoting from the Hunger Games, actually. Uh, he quotes President Snow um, saying that hope is the only thing that is stronger than fear um, and begins to talk through that we hope in, in like Perry was saying, the sureness of, of Jesus. Um, Isaiah uh, 9, 2 um, talks through that the people were in darkness, but they have seen a great light. They have, um, they've been living in darkness, but the light has dawned. And uh, Tom goes on to talk through this idea that hope comes into darkness. Light comes into darkness and, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Um, this actually has throughout this whole sermon talking through light and darkness made me think of John one and the, the light and darkness themes that John uses in his gospel to describe who Jesus is, that he is the light of the world. And uh, yeah, Tom kind of talked through two, two major points. I would, I would kind of group them into that. Um, one of them that, that I already kind of hit on that, that, Darkness cannot overcome the light, and in the darkness, the light has shone. Um, but also that the, the light is coming from outside of the darkness. The, our hope is not come, doesn't come from within ourselves. It comes from Jesus. And the reason that we can be so sure of our hope is not that it's reliant upon ourselves as flawed humans, but it's coming from Jesus and uh, he he parks kind of on the end of verse seven that says uh, the zeal of the Lord of hosts uh, will accomplish this and uh, to to kind of point out that the object of our hope is Jesus and that is where we have assurance because it's it's been a, it's been promised by God and we know Him to be faithful to fulfill his promises. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of a, a broad stroke of where uh, the two themes that Tom picked up throughout the message. Great. This also reminds me that and sometimes in your home group, we have people who haven't put their trust in Jesus. So if you ever have someone like that, this might be a great conversation in this series, especially um, in the Advent series to talk about um, where our hope comes from and, Maybe even asking the question, if, if someone in our group hasn't believed in Christ, is, there's a good opportunity in your home group to do that, to make a confession of the faith. And you home group leaders are more than capable, more than equipped to walk someone through that. Uh, we do have some resources at Calvary. We have the good news and bad news sheet, which helps you. And uh, if you're ever wondering how to lead someone to the Lord, you can always reach out to either Perry, Matthew, or I um, in that conversation. Okay, thanks for the summary of this Isaiah passage and what we're expecting to talk about. Now let's talk about how we're going to pause in December. So home group leaders, we've asked you to consider pausing for a few short weeks um, in this season. Matthew, why do you think we should pause? Why are we asking people to pause their home group during the Christmas season? Well, First and, and foremost, it's, it's good to have a, a season of rest. Um, Jesus 
modeled that for us time and time again, that he would have these rhythms of, of ministry, but also rhythms of going off and, and resting and just being with the father. So just, just based on what he does, I think it's important for us to model that in our lives that we go through seasons of ministry, but then we also take time to rest, to recharge our batteries, to fo- refocus ourselves on the Lord uh, for the work of the ministry. Cool. And Perry, if you're still with us, why would you uh, consider resting and pausing as a home group leader? Yeah, I think, I think one of the, one of the greatest benefits of taking a break is just that it simply gives you an opportunity to recharge and rest. And, um, maybe some of you are thinking, but I, I don't feel like I need a rest. I don't need a break right now. Um, but I would certainly encourage you to rest before you feel like you have to take a rest, have to take a break. Uh, we want you to be fresh. We don't want you to feel like you're just running on fumes, trying to muscle through the end of the year. Um, so we want you to be uh, well rested and ready to go in January. So I think that's probably the biggest reason why I would encourage our leaders to take a break. That's great. Yeah. I think that's a, two encouraging words from both of you guys. So um, thanks for that. As uh, Matthew, you got something else to say you want to talk about rest. Yeah. I would also add on that it's good for your group to rest as well. Both of those reasons were kind of centered on you, the facilitator of resting, but it's also good to give your group a rest for the same reason that Perry shared. It would be better for the people in your group to feel like, Oh no, I can, I can keep going. Uh, to take a break then rather than to take a break when they're like, all right, I'm, I'm glad we're done. I, I couldn't have gone another week. Totally. That's a great insight there, Matthew. Okay. The home group leaders. So we got plenty of coming up communion Sunday. We have a heart of Advent showing up early in the service this week. So you'll know more details about what we're going to do in the heart of Advent. Also, don't forget that the three prayer nights, this, December on all three campuses that's in person or on zoom. So, uh, from six to about six fifty, they're going to be pretty quick. Um, and we would love for you to be there as our church gathers at nine different times to pray together in December. Um, guys, Perry, Matthew, it's been good to hang out with you. I hope y'all have a great Thursday and home group leaders. We're always praying for you.